This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray, a member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. Good morning, Miss Chris. Good morning. I'm so happy to have you with me today. I love you so much. I appreciate the the Jesus in you. You're an amazing woman of God. You and David uh, are our youth pastors. Y'all work to help us in a lot of different areas, not just with the youth. And But I've watched you through the years, and I've watched your testimony and your love for Jesus. And I really wanted to just bring you on today, and let's talk about your journey with healing and really, you know, how God just kind of gave you revelation, brought you out. He healed you miraculously, but even more important, he gave you revelation that's completely life-changing. So can you just take us through that journey a little bit this morning? Yes. Thank you so much for having me on too. Um, And it's amazing. To me, it's, it's awesome that we're sitting here doing this because it was actually you who prayed for me the morning I got healed. So, wow. So that's the, that's awesome that we get to do this together and talk about it. That's awesome. But, um, I've, I've been healed now for six years. Um, 16 years ago is whenever I really, I I kind of suffered with health issues on and off, but 16 years ago is when it became debilitating for me. And, um, I didn't really talk a lot about it then my sickness because, you know, I struggled with, um, really, I mean, honestly, the whole thing was about my identity, but you know, there's a lot of people that don't understand sickness when you're sick and you're trying to tell somebody and if they don't understand it, it's hard for them to have any kind of compassion or sympathy. So, and when you're just in the middle of it, it's just, it's very difficult, um, to be able to explain it to somebody. And if you feel like they don't believe you or they think you're a hypochondriac, then you just back off. So I didn't talk about my sickness very much. Um, while I was sick, people would just know I was sick and I'd have to cancel things and not be at things. And my support group mainly in all honesty was David and my children. So I really had to, I I struggled with that and I was very silent. So God did a miraculous thing in my life, but, um, I didn't really talk about it a lot because a lot of people didn't understand my illness. So I figured they weren't going to understand my healing. And so now over the last couple of years, the Holy Spirit's really just impacted me that I really need to talk about it. It is part of my testimony. It's part of who I am. And the things that I learned during that time of sickness were amazing. The things that my family learned during that time of sickness, you know, my family, my children wouldn't be where they were today if we didn't walk through that together. Wow. That's so amazing. So how long were you actually sick? I was sick for 10 years. For 10 years. And what were what was your diagnosis? When I finally got diagnosed, it took about four years to get diagnosed. And I was misdiagnosed at one point as well. Sure. Um, I had uh, myasthenia gravis, which is a neuromuscular disorder. Okay. Um, I had chronic migraines, which meant I had a migraine all the time. Okay. Um, I had peripheral neuropathy, which meant that the uh, my legs and stuff just you know, my nerves and my legs didn't really work well. And I had fibromyalgia and fibromyalgia for me, I think was the worst. There was a lot of pain involved with that. Um, but all of those things, um, they consider chronic. So all of them were things that were just things I was supposed to have for the rest of my life. And you couldn't, I mean, were you in the bed all the time? I mean, there were times that I was in the bed all the time. I literally lost days during that time. Wow. Um, especially in the beginning when they were trying to figure it out. And whenever I was misdiagnosed, actually the medication they were giving me at the time exasperated the symptoms and made them worse. Made it worse. Yeah. So 10 years, you're raising your children. Uh, you know, you, you and David are both amazing Christians. You'd been in the ministry and been serving in the ministry yes. prior to getting sick. Yes. And then you find yourself, I'm in a bed basically all the time. Yes. Trying to just you know, do the normal things you do as a mother. And, and I'm sure your children suffered on some levels because mom's sick. Right. And I'm sure it was hard on David. He had to probably do a lot of things that you normally would do. Yeah. So you, you end up coming to church here. uh, Were you visiting or? 
we were, we were looking for a new church. Uh, before I got sick, we were youth pastors okay. and, and, you know, we had people in out of our house living there all the time. We were very busy people. We had all four of our kids beforehand living there. Um, and it was just, you know, I was very busy and everything that I did that I put my value in that, put my value in, you know, how much work you did, how much work I did at the church, how much work I did at home. I was, I was the one who did all the housework, did all the cooking. I still worked a full-time job, still do all this stuff at the church. But for me, that was, that was how I found my value. Now I complained about it, but you know, that was still how I found my value. It was your identity. Yeah. Okay. So whenever I got sick, basically we had to step down. Um, we also, we, we were 45 minutes away from the church. So we even, even stopped going to that church to find a, a closer church. So right. it was just easier on everybody. Cause yeah, David picked up. He had to everything. pick up all the loose ends. Yeah. He picked up everything. So, um, there was even times, you know, Jesse was, was a toddler and she would come and she would want to lay down with me and, her touching me was so painful that I'd have to tell David, you've got to get her off of me. And she would be screaming and crying. I want my mommy. I want my mommy. Oh, that had to be hard. Oh my goodness. That had to be hard. So uh, Jessie was tiny. I mean, she was a little girl. Okay. So Jessie, that's for most of her life till she was 12. That's just kind of all she knew was me being sick. So you went from my identities and what I do at the church and how I help my husband and all my work and, you know, you were a very efficient mother, wife, pastor's wife, uh, pastor, uh, leader in the church. And then you find yourself, that's all stripped away. Yeah. And now you're sick. Yeah. Now I'm just sick. So, and yeah, there were days I still worked for most of the time that I was sick. I was able to get a part-time job. So, um, but I still, you know, we still needed two incomes. So I would go to work and thankfully I'd found a job that I could um, kind of come and go, you know as I needed to. Wow. So that was helpful, but yes, I was sick and there were days where you couldn't touch me. And then there were times I was fine. You know, it was a cycle. It was always a cycle. So I might have a couple of really good months and then I'd start to go downhill and I could feel myself go downhill. And, you know, the doctors would tell me, you've got to start to slow down when you feel yourself, you've got to be able to just know that I have to stop doing things. So So you try to try to slow it down. But sometimes, you know how that is. We yeah. can just keep running and then we find. So what, what happened to you spiritually when you went from this very functioning, high functioning woman, mother, you know, minister, whatever, everything we do to basically, I mean, did it mess with your self-worth? How oh, yeah. did, how did, yeah. so what did you, what happened to you spiritually during that time? Well, I had to, you know, first it was a struggle of, um, okay, so what am I doing here, God? What are we doing? You know, I've done all these things for you. What are we, you know, what are we going to do here? Um, I I can't live like this, Um, you know, and, you know, my family can't live like this. How are we going to fix this? And, um, And in the process of that, you know, the Holy Spirit would just begin to speak to me about who I was. Yeah. You know, it didn't matter at the end of the day, if all I did was lay in bed all day long, if I just had communion with him and was able to speak into my family's life, then that was good enough. You know, one thing I've learned about the Lord is he is so concerned about our, he's more concerned about our relationship and our communion and building us as people than he is about our success than right. he is about yeah. our ministry than he is about the things that we obsess over right. and that we want to be great, you know, which is all good. Right. That's all good. There's no problem with that. If it doesn't come before right. my relationship and my identity in Christ. Exactly. And the, the thing that I think that, or what I know with you is all of these things has really shaped you into yeah. understanding that, it's me and Jesus and my relationship with him. And that has to be the bedrock of everything I do or it's out of balance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was, it was just coming to terms with, I'm a child of the King. And so it really, it, it doesn't have to look a certain way. Sure. It can, it can look like this, even this day, this is what it looks like. And this day, this is what it looks like. But at the end of the day, I'm a child of the King and he loves me, you know, regardless if I receive my healing or not, 
sickness is never the will of God. No. And a lot of people struggle with that idea because there's a lot of people sick in the world, but it's also never the will of God for anyone to perish, but people are going to hell every day. Yep. 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 So uh, it's God's will that we're blessed. We're healed. He paid for it on Calvary. Exactly. But it doesn't mean we don't go through times where exactly. we are, um, you know, there's just things working out in our life. We live in a fallen world and we don't have all the answers and Christians need to be brave enough to say that some things we're just going to find out when we get to heaven. Right. We do. Right. We live by faith. We yeah. do not have the answer to everything in life. We have a, most of them because the Bible gives us a lot of clear instruction, but there are some things. Why does this one get healed and this one doesn't? Right. I don't know. Right. I, I don't have the right. answer to that, but I do know that God heals and God wants us to be healed. That's right. Uh, I want to take some time and uh, we're going to all through this broadcast, we're going to give some prophetic words. And I, um, if you're listening today to Miss Chris's testimony and you're just believing God for maybe you're sick, maybe you're maybe you've got a chronic illness, maybe you're dealing with cancer, or you're dealing with rheumatoid arthritis, or I just want to pray for you right now and just begin believe for your healing. Lord, I just thank you yes. for everyone that's listening today that's suffering with any kind of chronic illness, any kind of um, even maybe the doctors told them it's fatal, a yes. uh, fatal yes. illness. Yes. I just thank you, Lord, for healing your people. You, I declare healing over this broadcast. I declare healing over over this Facebook Live. Yes. I declare healing over BPN Radio. I declare as you hear the word of the Lord, I declare that you are healed yes. in Jesus' name. I declare yes. that you rise up. And be whole yes. in the and name of Jesus. Yes. Um, you, if you could just take a few minutes, Chris, and three or four of those names that you've okay. written down, just call their name and their city and, um, and just give them their prophetic word. Okay. Uh, Dusty and Port Arthur. Um, I had a word for you about Noah and his family. They took a chance and they jumped on a boat when they didn't even know what rain was. Um, and every part of that was very difficult and very hard because first they're on a boat, then there's rain. They don't know what that looks like. And eventually they had to get off the boat. Um, and my, so the Holy spirit is saying that, that life is about to look different for you, that it's time for you to jump off the boat. Wow. The door is about to open and you're going to jump off the boat. Now it's going to look different. Um, but God's still in it. Praise God. Isaiah from Baytown, Joshua 1, 9, be bold and be strong for the Lord thy God is with thee. Um, boldness and strength and Jesus sometimes look like looks like weakness to the world. So surrender to him this morning. Don't do things in your strength. Your strength comes from the Lord. Wow. Pam McRae from Dayton. Um, very simply, peace, rest, quietness. Your struggle is over. Wow. Praise God. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. My first one is Teresa Robinson from Juno. Uh, speak life over what you view as or perceive as dead yes. and go to Ezekiel 37, the Valley of the dry bones. Yes. Don't look at what it looks like. Know that God has said life over what you perceive as dead. So begin to prophesy what God says. Uh, Kelly uh, Ponte Vidra is the name of the the uh, your hometown. Uh, faith and obedience will produce the power for restoration. Uh, God is pleased with our faith, but the power of God is released through our obedience. Yes. And so faith and obedience will produce the power for restoration. And we all need the power of God flowing in our lives. Uh, Debbie Helms, uh, Myrtle Point, um, Seek out God's word in every situation. John eight thirty two. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Yes. Um, it's very important when we're trying to sign. This is for everybody. Listen, when we're trying to solve life's problems or we come up against something, ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you and then go to the word yes. and see what the word has to yes. say. The word is our final authority. So seek out God's word. Um, Lauren Remortor, um, Remortor, I guess that's the name of the city. The Lord has been speaking to you in your dreams. Write your dreams down. 
begin to pray that God will uh, open your mind. Let me let, open your mind and give you understanding. One of the things I've learned about the Holy Spirit is he speaks in a lot of different ways. Uh, sometimes he'll speak through an impression. Sometimes he'll speak through a feeling. There's been times I've been in a congregation praying for people and then I'd have a pain in my body and God was trying to show me that someone there was actually suffering in that area of their body. There's a lot of the ways that God speaks to us, but he is speaking to you primarily in your dreams. And I think you, you, you're not realizing how important they are. So get up when you, when you dream something and wake up in the middle of the night, write it down and then ask the Holy spirit to reveal to you. And the greatest the greatest way for us to be keener in our hearing and able to help people is through prayer, reading God's word and communion with Jesus. Everything flows out of that. God is really going to grow that gift in you and he is going to expand that gift in you. Um, Chris Helfrich, it's H-E-L-F-R-I-C-H from West Western Grove or West Weston Grove. Um, you have an anointing to lead. You were born to lead. Pray, prayer and obedience uh, to God's word and it's going to be paramount in the, the right doors and the right path for you. You could get on the wrong path. You have an, you, you're very, very keen to lead, but not everything you are called to lead to. And God's going to show you the areas that you're called to lead. So prayer and obedience to the Holy Spirit is going to be very important. And then I heard the Lord say, study love, study love. God is love. God is not just give us, he's just not, he is the embodiment of love and our ministry needs to flow out of a foundation of love. Our leadership needs to flow out of a foundation of love. Our interaction with our family, our brothers and sisters in Christ, the people we meet. So study love because that will calibrate you for the work ahead Uh, because you're a very strong personality and you're very, very, um, you see what you want and you go after it, but it's very important that uh, prayer and obedience and study love, Chris. Um, Let's go on and pick up on our story. Um, Let me, let me mark this off. So I know where I ended up here. Um, Let's pick up on our story. So you came to visit, you were starting to come to celebration of life. You came up and got prayer and you got healed. Yes. Was it completely miraculous overnight? It was completely miraculous overnight. Um, We were actually that morning, we got up. I had such an expectancy in my heart and I already knew the Holy Spirit was going to heal me soon. I didn't know if wow. it was going to be something that was, um, con- you know, like gradual or if it was going to be instantaneous. So sure. that, that morning I woke up and I just had such an expectancy. David walked outside and he said, we have a flat. Now we had been doing home church with someone for, for several years before coming to celebration of life. Well, um, really the Holy Spirit released us from that. And so we were looking for a home church Wow! and we had come to celebration of life. This was going to be our third time to come as a family. And, uh, so David went outside and he said, we have a flat tire. And I said, okay, we'll take your car. Well, I'm not a huge fan of David's car. And he said, you must really want to go to church this morning. I said, I do. Um, it was May. His air conditioner was out. It's a Trans Am. He drives it like it's a Trans Am. You know, I, I just didn't, I, I just usually don't like to take his car. So I said, no, we're, we're going. So we got to church that morning. And um, when the altar call was offered, I literally, it was just like one of those things that you hear people say, I got up and started down the aisle without even realizing wow. I had gotten up and, and gone down the aisle. Wow. And I actually walked up to you and I said, God is about to heal me. I just need you to agree with me. Wow. And when you prayed with me, I felt it lift off of me, completely wow. lift off of me. And when I went back to my seat, I grabbed David's hand and I, and I squeezed it because I didn't have strength. There was wow. like the muscles in my back were deteriorating. I just, you know, there was no squeezing for me. And I squeezed his hand and I said, do you feel that? I said, there's strength. Oh, wow. And we actually went to the park afterwards and I climbed on stuff. And, you know, I just started, I began doing things that I you hadn't done, done before. And I, I, you know did not take another look at medication. I was on seven different medications and I did not take any medication. And, um, I did wait a month and after a month, I I just dumped them all down the toilet. 
And I was on narcotics. I was on all kinds of strong stuff. And I just completely took Cold turkey off. went Cold off. Cold turkey went off. Of them uh, that is amazing. Well, I really feel by the spirit that there are people are li- that are listening today that are suffering with illness. Yes. And you're taking medications and God wants to heal you. Now, I, I'm not going to tell anybody to get off right. your medication. Exactly. You need to talk to your doctor about that. But yeah. I will tell you that we still serve a God that heals. We do. And Lord, I just thank you yes. for healing. Thank I, you I feel the yes. power of your healing yes. flowing even through this broadcast today. And I thank, thank you for God. everyone yes. that's logged on that is suffering and with any kind of sickness. I just declare you are healed yes. in, Jesus in Jesus name. Jesus so name. now you're yes. healed. healed. You got a new lease on life. And so what happens at this point? Um, at, at that point, we're, we're trying to figure life out because suddenly I can do things again or, cause you know, when somebody's sick, it's not just you, your right. whole family right. is affected. You know, your, your family's kind of sick in a, in a sense, you know, um, everyone kind of has to do their part. So we had to figure out as a family now, what are we going to do? And, um, you know, the whole time I was sick, I can remember towards the end when God healed me, I was having a conversation with my children. And I remember saying, you know, Holy Spirit, if all I ever do the rest of my life is speak into these, if they are my ministry, wow, I'm okay with that. Wow. Because I know you're going to do great and mighty wow. things through them. Wow. Wow. And whenever, whenever I got healed, it was like, okay, God, does that mean I get to do ministry again? Yeah. Wow. wow. But it came from a heart of love for the Father instead of an identity. Yes. And even now, you know, I'm busy and that's okay because I do a heart check a lot. And I, I tell them all the time, am, am I doing this for you? Is my heart right? Let me know if my heart's right. Cause I'll give it all up today if I need to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's so important. We are not what we do. We are, exactly. we're just, we are God's children. We're right. God's daughters. Yeah. We're, we're, we're his beloved and he loves us. Yeah. And he died for us. He died to restore us back to him in communion. And when you really get a hold of that, it changes life. The whole perception of your yes. walk with God, your Christianity, right. you know, what you walk out is it, it's, you view it through the right lens. Right. Yeah. And um, it is so important. Okay. So I want to take some more names. If you could pick out okay. five more and or four more. Okay. Aaron Comos from Washington. God is going to bring you people that you, that have the connections you need to accomplish the desires of your heart. And these people will be people you can connect spiritually with and fill the void. Um, I just really felt like as I was writing this, that there's a sense of loneliness that you have and God's going to connect you with people that not only are are going to be companionship for you, but they're really going to take you to the next level and the things that you're really wanting um, out of life. Wonderful. Um, Jimmy from Baytown, Texas, Isaiah 43, 18 through 19, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing and it's not going to look the same, Jimmy. Everything is going to look completely different. So don't depend on the things that you depended on in the past. It's new. It's not an old car that's been fixed. It's a brand new car. Wow. And so sometimes you have to adjust um, your steering wheel differently. There's just things you have to do differently. Just flow with that in the Holy Spirit. Wow. That's good. Um, Laura from Baytown, Isaiah 26 and three, you will keep in perfect peace. Those whose mind are steadfast because they trust in you. So trust in Jesus today, Delora, and you will receive peace. See his peace is the most, to me, that is the most important thing that you can have is peace in Christ, but it comes completely in just relying and trusting and saying, okay, I have no control over this. And I used to be a control freak. So I, I have no control. You have complete control. And I promise you the peace that passes all understanding comes every single time that you finally just surrender and give that up to him. Uh, Cheryl from Oregon. Oh, St. Helens, Oregon, Isaiah 43, two, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fires, you will not be burned. Yes. The flames will not set you ablaze yes. for I am the Lord, your God. Thank you, Jesus. And Lydia from Redley, California. I literally just saw you resting underneath his wings. So just abide in him. When worry begins to take over, just abide. Everything you need is in him. And that was actually one of the things that I constantly said during my sickness as I am abiding. Yes. And I would picture myself literally just in the hands of Jesus, just abiding. Wow. Because that was 
I mean, that was all I could do. But in all honesty, that's what we're supposed to do. That's all we can do too, really. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're supposed to do. Right. It's really, I mean, he does the rest. Christy Walker from Pasadena, Texas. Um, Jesus had many followers. He had 12 disciples, but Peter, James, and John were his closest three. And God is calling you to be one of his three. Spend time with him. He wants to show you many great and mighty things. Wow. So he's looking, he wants that intimacy with you today, Christy. So whatever you have to do, take time to be with him. And, and it, it doesn't have to be a religious thing. It doesn't have to be, you know, I've got to read this many minutes or I've got to pray this many this much time, just spend time with him, just like you would, um, a close friend, just talk to him, tell him all your deep, dark secrets. He already knows them anyway, but when you become intimate with him and you share your life with him in that manner, um, then your time with him is priceless and you end up spending every moment with him in some way or another. That's so beautiful. You have one more? I do. Actually, this was a, a double one. Um, I got this word and I kept debating between these two people and Holy Spirit said it's for both. So Chelsea from Moss Hill and Jessica from Edwardsville, Illinois. Okay. Second um, Corinthians three seventeen and 18 in the passion translation of the Bible is absolutely amazing. Um, Now the Lord is referring to the Holy Spirit and wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image and we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And his glorious transformation comes from the Lord who is the spirit. So the translation says, wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. Wow. So that's, that's that good. takes um, some responsibility on our part to make him Lord. Yes. Um, so if you need freedom in any kind of area, then you've got to make him Lord in that area. Completely surrender to him um, with no veil means completely naked before him. Wow. So just like I, I was telling the other person, when you come before him, in that transparency and that honesty and that nakedness of here I am, there's nothing else I can do. Then, um, every, you know, basically everything, peace, joy, love, all that just completely opens up to you and freedom. Let me say this as we're giving these prophetic words, um, you may be hearing one and it just, this is truth. We're giving word. We're giving not only prophetic words, but we're giving the, the Bible and just reach out and yeah, receive exactly. it. Uh, there is an there is an anointing for receiving uh, wisdom and vision, and uh, the prophetic will change your life. I want to pray over Michelle uh, Kenwick um, is the city, and I heard the Lord say, "Prayer, prayer, prayer." God is teaching you the power of prayer and the blessing of prayer. Uh, he wants you to know that first of all, n- nothing is done on the earth. Unless it's prayed. (laughs) Prayer is the vehicle that God has chosen for us to communicate with him and then for him to release his blessing. So study prayer, actually make a decision that every day you are going to increase your time of prayer. And I have a scripture for you, second Chronicles two and 35 through prayer. God is going to open up um, your whole world and really uh, take you to another level of seeing understanding and receiving the blessing of God. Kara Nelson, Juno, Alaska, the Lord has taken up your cause. He doesn't need you to do anything except pray, seek him fast. And he is opening doors and he is taking up your cause. Uh, There's going to be great advancement for you and what God's called you to do in the next 12 months, but it's not something you have to make happen. You just spend, the only thing you are to make happen is time with Jesus. You set aside time to have your time with Jesus every day. Don't let anybody or anything keep you from doing that. We can get so busy doing busy work for the kingdom that we're not doing the kingdom work in our intimacy. And I hear the Lord calling you to intimacy. Um, Okay, let's see. Amy Archer, South Carolina. Don't give up. Ask, seek, and knock. Don't give up. You know, when we first started this church, I'll never forget coming down Defee 
we had been, I, the Lord had told me to quit my secular job, uh, which I made a great living. And basically uh, we had utilized, I was living on a very, very small amount of money. I'd utilized most of my savings at that point. And I had done everything I could to try to help grow the church in my natural power and was feeling very discouraged and was driving down Defi, And I heard the Lord say, Peter, throw your net on the other side of the boat. And I was like, whoa, God, I know you're talking to me because that just came to my head. And then all of a sudden my phone rang and I, I, and a man of God called and gave me a prophetic word and said, Peter, throw your net on the other side of the boat. He really literally spoke verbally what God had just spoken. And then my faith was ignited and we went back and did the same things we'd done. And then we started having results. So my point is, um, ask, seek, and knock. Don't quit. And sometimes when it looks like you have just hit the darkest hour, this is the opportunity that God is going to show himself strong. Just do not quit. Jennifer Anderson in Lebanon. Jesus is coming to your house. Make ready your house uh, because he wants to make your house a habitation. And I, and I, the, the scripture that came to me was Exodus 15 and two, prepare your home for God is coming to make your home a habitation. Anytime God comes and makes our home, our spiritual body, our physical body, our home, our physical home, when we start making, opening up our life and our, and our, our whole everything for God to come and make a habitation in our life, every blessing of God. It's like the same, same thing that happened when the Ark of the Covenant yes. ended up in what was that man's house? Um, um, Lord, what was his name? Uh, anyway, the Ark of the Covenant ended up in some man's house and I can't think of his name right now. I'm getting older. So my brain is a little bit uh, slower, but um, the blessing of God just began to explode everything. And so they, they literally sent, sent for the ark. They're like, I'm glad this man's blessed, but we need the ark back in Jerusalem. So I, I just want to encourage you. Was it Obed Edom? Was it? I can't remember, but, uh, I just want to encourage you that make your house ready for a habitation. And this is an amazing word. And with that habitation will come huge, huge blessing. Kathy Lehman, um, Bernie, Indiana, let God have all of it. I I saw you struggling and trying to control and hold on to some things that God is just saying, I want you to let me have it. And he wants you to trust him, trust the Lord and go to Proverbs three, five, and six, trust the Lord with all your heart, your mind, and your soul, your strength, give it to the Lord. And he is going to work all of this out. He's going to perfect everything concerning you, but he's teaching you how to trust him. Uh, He knows better than we do. And, uh, He'll let us sit there and struggle with it if we want to struggle with it. Yeah, right. You know, he is not, he is, he is not, we have free choice. Right. He gave us choice in the garden and that's never went away. We have a choice to obey. Yeah. We have a choice to disobey. We have a choice to let him lead us. We have a choice to lead our own lives. Yeah. We have a choice. And many times we suffer or we're blessed according to our choices. And so I just, I just see you, God, just really beckoning you to let him have it and trust him. uh, And you will see great fruit from that. Nina Chavez. um, And where is this town? Help us, Jesus, because I can't even read my writing. I, I see, I hear the Lord saying Isaiah 40, 31, wait trust God is renewing you wait and trust hide under the the shadow of the almighty and God is renewing you uh you fit you you may feel lifeless and out of strength but God just like he she had immediate Chris had immediate strength in her hands because God healed her. God is bringing strength to you. Can I say something? Sure. Sure. I was actually thinking about this this morning when I think about the story, there was one that I had had several um, lumbar punctures during the course of my sickness. And there was a couple of times that I had horrible, uh, uh, side effects from it because what happens is sometimes it will begin to leak and you're leaking spinal fluid. 
And so the pain that you get, the headache is absolutely the worst pain I've ever had in my life. And um, I've suffered for it for about three days. And they finally said, come in and we're going to do a blood patch. So they basically draw blood from you and then they, they put it in that location and it instantaneously seals that. And you literally feel like you've been raised from the dead. Oh, wow. I mean, instantaneous relief. But that has how the blood of Jesus is, yes. you know, if, if there's areas of our life that are weak, that are leaking, that, you know, are just that we're having difficulty in, you know, if we just take and apply the blood of Jesus yes. to those areas yes. of our life, we yes. absolutely, um, you know, it's like we literally come back to life. Yes. Yes. Lord, I just thank you for your yes. blood and I thank yes. you for your healing oh, power. Gosh. And I thank you for everyone that is yes. listening today. And I just believe this is a, a Monday of healing. Yes. Uh, yes this yes. is a, a day of healing on BPN radio. This is a day of healing on Facebook live. We are, re- we are receiving your healing yes, today. Right and I even speak right healing over my own body. Yes, I command my body yes, to come right into now, alignment with yes. the word of God. And thank I just thank God. you, Lord, that everyone listening today is receiving their yes. healing in yes, Jesus right name. Uh, let's talk about the issue of blood. Okay. Um, I want you to, to how much time do we have left? Okay. Let's talk about the issue of blood. Okay. All right. Um, the woman with the issue of blood has always been one of my favorite stories before I was sick while I was sick. Um, and to me, it's just, it's an amazing story. Um, it's a very short story, but when you begin to study it out, you realize there's so much more to it. Uh, cause here's a woman who had been bleeding, um, for thir- or 12 years. Yeah. And during those 12 years, she had apparently gone to every doctor because basically right before she encountered Jesus, um, this doctor told her there's just, there's nothing we can do now back in those days. It wasn't just, okay, I have a bleeding disorder. This was a woman with a bleeding disorder, which meant she couldn't be around people. She's unclean. She's unclean. She couldn't be in the presence of men. She couldn't touch men. Um, she had, she was pretty much just relegated to being at home, um, and could be around other women and children, but that was, that was it. So her life was completely altered in that, um, she was a recluse, you know, uh, and besides that, she was very, very weak in her state, um, not, you know, having this issue. So, and plus I'm sure just all the other, um, yeah, especially in those, of course, it would be the same way now because we you know, you depend on the father and you depend on the mother. But when you think about all the things that women did, right. You know, yes. they're in the fields with their husbands yeah. They're, you know, you're basically, if you've got a bleeding disorder, you are, like you said, you're locked you're down in a home. Yeah. You can't, you can't even function as a wife and a mother. Right. Right. So here she is. And, and it's, um, you know, she's been sick for 12 years. She literally has just been told there's no hope. And she hears that Jesus is in town. Um, now, the important thing to remember here is, is based on the story, she knew who Jesus was. She was, it wasn't just a random, oh, look, he heals people. I'm going to go touch him. Sure. Um, she literally pushed through the crowd and he was actually on his way to go heal Jairus's daughter. Jairus's daughter was 12 years old and she was sick. And that's where Jesus was headed. He came and said, please come. My daughter is very ill. He was on his way. So there's people crowding all around him. This is back when he was, you know, he was the rock star and, and everybody, you know, uh, at the fullest point of his, of his ministry. ministry. And so she goes to touch him, but when she goes to touch him, um, she goes to touch the hem of his garment. Well, he would have had on a prayer robe and on that prayer robe were tassels and each tassel represented who, who God was. All those represented the, I am some of them represented the law. Um, but there were specific ones that represented the, I am. So when she went to go touch him, it was, she was touching the, I am your healer. Yes. She went and reached out and grabbed the tassel that said, I am your healer. So she knew who he was 100%. She also knew, um, you know, to go touch that, 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 that this was her opportunity. This was her last chance. So she makes her way through the crowd completely illegal. And then she goes to touch Jesus completely illegal, but she a hundred percent knew who he was. So at the same time I'm touching God, but I also know I'm breaking his law at the same time. Wow. So here's this woman. So whenever he touches her or she touches him and then, you know, he feels something come out of him. Um, and he says, who touched me? 
and all these people are standing around. And of course the disciples are like, what do you mean who touched me? That was actually a very vital moment because for her, she was just going to touch him and she realized instantly she was healed, but she didn't realize she was going to have to confront him because she just broke the law. Yeah. Her goal was just to get the healing and run. Right. So suddenly she's having to confront that, not knowing how this is going to go down. And when Jesus says, who touched me? And she comes forward and, and tells the story. When you look at it in the message Bible, it literally says that Jesus says, thank you for trusting me. Wow. Which to me was, was just remarkable. And, and for me, that was vital to my healing because when wow. you trust Jesus, you know, for him, that's the, he, you know, when your kids trust you, when you tell them something and they, they really want to do something they shouldn't do or, or whatever, or you, you you want them to do something that's important and they do it, you know, you're jazzed by that, you know, sure. when they trust you enough to do what you say, especially if they're a teenager. Well, and you went to, when you understand the other side of that coin, because the spiritual laws right. that were set in place by the Jewish culture, right. Um, was first of all, she can't be in public. Right. Second of all, she sure can't touch a man. No. Uh, so she'd been taught religiously. You're yes. doomed. Right. So right. she had a religious teaching. Yes. But she trusted the love yes. that came out of this man and what she had heard about him yes. more than she, more than she, uh, leaned on the religious belief exactly. system. And yes. that's why he said, you trusted who I was. Yeah. You trust the love in me, knowing that I'm a God that loves beyond a God that is going to, uh, you know, sit here and condemn you for breaking one of my laws. Right. And that's, that's a beautiful, that that's beautiful? a beautiful yeah, that's picture beautiful. Yeah. of God's love. God, yes. God loves us. And you know, he had laws that were good and were great and they served a purpose, right. but they you know, they, they actually got onto Jesus because, you know, he helped somebody get an ox out of a, right. you know, he did yes. something or healed somebody on the Sabbath or, yeah. you know, help somebody get an ox out of a, a ditch on Sunday. And, you know, uh, the leaders, the religious leaders are saying, you know, you broke the law. Right. Yeah. But you, I, I, I'm motivated by love. There right. are times that even God broke his own laws and the, and these laws were set in place. They were like a fix until the greatest right. law was born. Yes. Yes. Um, the old Testament is not to be done away with, yeah. but it was fulfilled through Jesus. Yes. And uh, there are principles in the old Testament and we still live by today because they're God's laws, right. but Jesus was the great fulfillment and he gave us the power to walk in our total healing. That is such an amazing story. And to think about that woman's life, she was not only healed, she was a testimony, but she went back out and she was able to live out a normal a life. Normal life. Yes. And I just yes. really hear the Holy Spirit saying that no matter where you're at today, God is calling you to live an overcoming yes. life. That's right. And uh, you may have been bound by sickness, but sickness no more. You yes. may have been bound by uh, a family of poverty, but poverty no more. Uh, you may have been limited uh, in what you could do, but God wants to open up the floodgates yes. and give you a boundless opportunity through and by his spirit. Yeah. Okay. I want to prophesy to a couple more on my list here. Casey Juno, God is leading you to a place of total surrender. Be loyal and committed to, um, to the, to the ones that brought you to the table of Jesus. Put your roots down in prayer. Uh, a lot of times we get, uh, we go through trials or we go through times when we're not hearing God and we think that we just either need to move or we need to go to another church or we need to, uh, you know, have a different set of friends. And, you know, sometimes God leads you in those areas. I'm not saying that's never the case, but I'm saying most of the time we need to go deep in our walk yes. with God. Yes. We, you know, if we change everything around us, every time we get, um, a little bit disconcerted or unsettled. Uh, that is, a, uh, that is literally a path of the enemy many right. times to have you abort your destiny. Yeah. Um, there is no perfect church. There is no perfect pastor. There is no perfect ministry. There is no perfect job. There is no perfect family. There's no perfect husband or wife or children, but you really need to bloom where you're planted. Yeah. 
and don't allow the enemy to just move you around from, if you run on every opportunity, I promise you will lose 10 or 15 years of your destiny. But if you will bloom where you are planted and really honor and, and put, I, I just see God asking you to go deep in prayer, honor where you're at, honor the pastor that God has given you, honor the church that you're in, be faithful and God is going to exalt you and God is going to bless you. And this is a word from others that are listening. Don't uproot and leave every time you get a little unsettled. That is a, and I've done it before in my younger years. And I'm telling you, it was always a mistake. Uh, God wants you to put down roots. He wants you to build relationships. He wants you to bloom where you are planted and he can bring the world to you right where you're at. I have seen him do it before. So Casey be blessed in Jesus name. Um, Stephanie uh, in Seattle, you have a gift to see. Um, You need to be, uh, you need to be mature uh, in your walk with Jesus. God is taking you on a path of maturity. He is maturing you in Jesus and he is teaching you to seek him and, and, the gifts that you have, uh, don't seek to be better at the gift, right. seek Jesus yes. and seek maturity and the gift will grow and expound and expand by you. seek everything we seek is Jesus. We yeah. seek Jesus. We seek relationship with Jesus and out of Jesus comes gifts, the maturity of the gifts, the ministry you're called to, the blessing, the job, the business, the children, all the things that we're believing God to move in our life. It all comes through a relationship with Jesus. Jeanette uh, in League City. Peace is your portion. A season of great blessing and peace. And I saw your life. It had been tossed and turned. You, You were literally on a boat that was in a storm Mm -hmm. and the Lord has said, peace be still. Mm -hmm. And you're entering into a season of great peace and blessing and just enjoy it and know that God is with you and he loves you. Sherilyn in Rochester, uh, God is fighting your battle. And I saw you step up to Goliath and Goliath was huge. And you were this little short person with five stones in your hand. And you're, and you're swinging them saying, God, if you don't help me, this thing is going to tumble me over. And I hear the Lord saying that he, you may feel like that you're small and insignificant, but the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is standing right beside you and just follow his instruction, sling those stones and Goliath is coming down. Uh, Ella in Tacoma, forgive and let it go. Don't be offended. Lay it at the feet of Jesus. Um, As you let it go, the windows of heaven will open up over your life once again. It is the enemy's uh, master plan for all of us to get offended. There are many opportunities for us to get offended. Just get up and breathe and you will have an opportunity to get offended. But, but I have found in, I'm 57 years old and I started serving God when I was 16. I found in my walk with God that I, it will be forgiving people the rest of my life. I'll be forgiving myself the rest of my life. And that as I walk in forgiveness and letting offense go, you know, look, you get offended. It's, you know, sometimes we get aggravated or, you know, we're human, we're human. Okay. But just give it to Jesus and keep the windows of heaven open up over your life because a fence will shut up the windows. Mm -hmm. Um, Quit talking about the situation. I want to encourage, and this is for more than just you. If we rehearse what someone did to us over and over again, what we do is we widen the door of a fence Mm -hmm. and we block off the blessing of God. Quit rehearsing it. Start blessing that person. Start looking for what is good in them and begin to declare. I saw a a woman do this. Uh, Well, I've seen a lot of people do this, but I saw a woman do this in particular to someone that had hurt her deeply. And uh, I knew the story and I knew how bad the betrayal was, but um, she just blessed. She just, she refused to criticize. She refused to talk behind their back. 
and she just blessed. And I watched God heal the person that heal their relationship, heal the person that had caused the problem. And most of all, I watched God open the door for this woman to do great exploits in the kingdom of God. Um, forgiveness is something we will be doing the rest of our lives. Right. So there is a, an, an open door of blessing over you and God is ready to pour out his blessing. And he just said, he wants you to let it go and just, just uh, wait for him and uh, allow him to grow you. Tammy in Westfield, Indiana, you are a leader and you are a seer. And I see yeah. God saying, I want you to go low and I'm going to take you high. Yeah. That's so good. yeah. Um, God's, God's economy works way different and God's way of blessing us works way different than what, what you see in the world. In in the world, it's dog eat dog. I'm going to step on whoever I got to step on to get to the top. God's economy doesn't work that way. You go low and he brings you high. You go Mm -hmm. low, you go low in humility, in prayer and supplication in, in service in obedience, you go low, you go low. And in the world says, you know, for me to surrender as I'm weak, you know, it takes a lot of strength to surrender to God. It takes a lot of strength, godly strength to go low. And uh, I see you going low in prayer. I see you just praying and seeking God and God using you. And then really, really growing the gift and the leader in you. You are called to lead on a very high level. Um, Cindy in Edinburgh, God is healing your family. I I see a division that has been uh, perpetrated by the enemy and God is going to pour the oil and the wine in and he is going to heal your family. Do you have a couple? I do. Um, Michelle Key in Baytown, Texas, Zephaniah 317. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness and he will quiet you with his love he will exalt over you with loud singing. So this morning, just, just be assured that whatever that you are going through, that he is literally just singing over you this morning, which I think is just like the most awesome picture in the world. For uh, Brian and Keller, Texas, Romans 8 and 28, I want to read that in the Passion Translation. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are the lovers of who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. That's actually one of my favorite scriptures. And now in the Passion Translation, it it really is. Um, But to think about the fact that our lives are woven together and even things that we completely have screwed up in our lives. He takes those things and he absolutely just, just makes a beautiful tapestry of our life out of it. No matter how bad we did or how bad something was done to us, um, he completely will just cover that for us. Um, Amanda in Lebanon, Tennessee, Isaiah 59 and 19. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will put them to flight. Well, he will put them to flight. He is fighting your battle. Go before him and praise. One of the biggest things you can do when you're in the middle of a battle and this is for anybody is just to praise yes and just like she was saying with forgiveness if somebody has completely just knocked your head off you know the best thing that you can do is praise jesus in the yes, midst of it yes. if you're dealing with sickness if you're dealing with offense if you're dealing with financial issues no matter what you're dealing with this morning when you praise jesus when you when you choose in the middle of your mess that he is greater and better. And, and that's really, we're designed to praise Jesus. That's what we're here to do period. And in the middle of, of everything else that we do, when we praise him, then like she said, when we go low, he's, and we lift him up, then eventually, you know, then we come up too. Um, it's not the reason to do it, but praise is the most important thing that you can do, um, in your relationship with God in the middle of whatever you're going through. Hallelujah. Danette at Winter Gardens, uh, Matthew 6 and 33. And I'm going to read that in the Passion Translation as well. Um, Where is it? If I can find it. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. 
tomorrow will take care of it, of itself. So many times we are constantly looking at the little bitty things and he's saying, you know, just, just trust me, just trust me. And I'm going to take care of today. I'm going to take care of tomorrow. But, you know, I think one of the messages of today is just trust, trust, trust. You know, yes. I don't, I don't think there's um, uh, anything higher than just being able to come to that place where we just rest in everything that he has for us and realize that he's, he's in control. If we give him the control. Yes. Um, let's see. Jana Williams, Isaiah 41 and 10. Do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Charlie Wymore. Um, God says yes. And yes. Whatever you decide, he will bless. He is, he is in you and you follow him. Wow. He will honor your decision because you honor him. Wow. Um, Charlie, you're a mature woman of God and you love Jesus with all your heart and, and you will allow him to lead you. And so he's saying this morning, this decision is yes and yes. Um, he can trust you with the decision and he will bless whichever way you decide. Praise God. Eris uh, in Ohio, um, all I heard was rest. Uh, release every single thing. I want to encourage you to go get Jenny Donnelly's series, um, Rest. Uh, down, download that and uh, just uh, learn from that. That is a, a real amazing revelation. And God is teaching you how to rest even in the midst of a lot, getting a lot of things done. Uh, Sarah Nelson in Oklahoma, peace be still. The Lord says to you, peace be still. He is teaching you how to walk in peace. He's teaching you how to live in peace. He's teaching you how to reign in peace. He's teaching you how to rule in peace. And he's teaching you how to harvest. You know, we can't war and harvest and and, and glean a harvest at the same time. Uh, we only glean harvest in times of peace. Yes. And God is teaching yes. you how to walk in peace. Yes. Um, I really want to encourage the uh, BPN listeners and the Facebook Live folks, family that is to uh, that, you know, it is very important that we live our lives in a way that we are surrendered yes. to the will, purpose, and plan of God. Yes. And we are all bent, you know, we're bent a direction. Right. Some of us are stronger leaders than others. Some of us are stronger personalities than others. Some are, some are more uh, committed to a more bent for leading in a very public way. Some of you are very, are called to do things in private and in the back, in the, in, in the back, back rooms of, of, of dignity in a, you're, 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 you want to be a prayer warrior. You don't care about being seen or, and there's nothing wrong with either side of the fence, whatever God's called you to do, do it, do it well and do it unto him. But our greatest call from the Lord is surrender to his will and to look, um, especially for those that are ambitious. I I really uh, admonish you to ask the Lord to search your heart And to, uh, we want to do things for the right reason. God wants to bless us, but we want to do things for the, for the reason of, we want to be obedient to God. And many times when God has his hand on a leader to, to give them a platform of influence because he wants them to influence people for Jesus. There is a goal. He has an end goal with the influence that he's giving you. He wants you to influence hundreds, millions of people for Jesus, but he wants you to do it from a place of obedience and humility. And so I just really want to encourage you that everything that we receive today, every prophetic word, every direction from God through the Bible, every time someone praise or prays for you or gives you uh, any kind of spiritual direction. Everything we, we have comes from Jesus. Everything we have that is good comes from a relationship with Jesus. Right. Right. And I just want to pray and just declare over you, Lord, I just yes. thank you for the men yes. and women that are listening today. And I thank you that you are the light of our lives Everything we do is built around you, Jesus. Everything we desire, everything we hope for, everything I hope for is in you, Jesus. There is nothing in this world that could even 
remotely compare to your love and power and intimacy. And I would not want to change that part of my life for anything in this world. I wouldn't want to go one day without you, Lord. And I just thank you that you are so real in the hearts and in the lives of your people. We declare the blessing of the Lord over everyone listening today. We declare that they're going to hear clearly. They're going to see clearly. And most of all, their hearts are going to yield to you, Lord, in obedience. In Jesus' name. We'll see you next week on BPN. God bless you. For the past hour, you've been listening to The Warrior's Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.